0: Coming up on Transformers University, we'll meet a Decepticon mercenary, we'll fly some Power Masters, and we'll meet a Robot Crab He's a little bit shy. We're talking the 1988 Decepticon toy line right now on Transformers University. My friend, and welcome to episode number 140 of Transformers University. I am your host, Anthony Brucalli, owner, operator, madman behind TFU.info, the website, the toy archive, this podcast, TFU News and Views podcast, and oh so much more. I want to welcome you to episode 140, the 1988 Decepticon Toy Line in North America, uh, as it was released. Now, before we get into the toy line, I do want to remind you if you can join us over on the Patreon uh you will be greatly pleased and uh so will i uh that is patreon.com slash tfu info all one word that is patreon.com slash tfu info we've got exclusive podcasts there we've got all sorts of great content there you get this show at least one day early and uh i'm working on some stuff uh if it's not already up by the time this episode releases it will be up uh fairly soon after this one goes out So that's the housekeeping for this episode. I know you want to talk toys. These are always some of the most popular episodes among the listenership and among you, my dear students. Uh, So let's get into it. So the 1988 Decepticon toy line. Um, Before we can talk about 1988, let's talk a little bit about 1987 and what was returning in 1988, continuing to be released in that year. There were 19 figures uh spanning all sorts of uh sizes on the decepticon side uh, and that would be uh scorponok the largest uh, figure of the decepticon clones uh overkill and slugfest the uh, cassettes the large headmasters as well as the headmaster Harkons three of the target masters uh misfire trigger happy and slugslinger Cyclonus and scourge were not available in 1988 Six shot, of course, the ninja consultant, and uh, the Terracons, all five forming Abominus, all available again for a second year. Now, what's interesting about 1988 from the Decepticon side is uh, we get some new concepts and some concepts unique only to the Decepticons, and as well, we get some concepts that are designed to balance out the other side now we saw this on the autobot one uh go back to episode 135 just a few episodes back uh we got quick switch uh six shot sun new transformers are here the decepticons are attacking
1: destroy them no wait it's quick switch six Shot Sun, and he's on our
0: side uh, to balance out the fact that there isn't an autobot and decepticon six changer well now there are And we'll get some of that leading into this line, but we will start with one of the gimmicks uh, that is unique to 1988, and that is Power Masters. Now on the Autobot side, they add four Power Masters, Optimus Prime plus three cars. Uh, The Decepticons get three, uh, one with sort of a fourth robot mode, Um, actually one with only one extra robot mode and two uh, robotic modes. Uh, We'll get into that though, but let's check out the commercial first. With Optimus Prime. Double dealer, the Power Master
1: Mercenary! Only the Power Master Mercenary can become an Autobot or a Decepticon. But in a flash, Power Master Optimus Prime becomes a super robot. Power Master Transformers. Power Master Transformer sold separately.
0: Now, whereas Punch Counter Punch on the Autobot side from 87 was the Autobot spy, this is the Decepticon Mercenary. Uh, but this bounces out the other figure that can play both sides of the coin double dealers toy modes he has a robot mode that is the autobot mode he has a robotic bird mode which is the decepticon mode and he turns into a missile truck he comes with two power master partners knock and scar and the uh decepticon bird mode does align a lot with what we'll see later in this episode in the pretender concept and generally overall uh through g1 where a lot of decepticons more probably so than autobots are animals or um creatures as opposed to being straight-up humanoid robots. Now, rounding out, the Power Masters for the Decepticons were the Power Master Jets.
1: New Power Masters are here. Amazing new Transformers called Power Masters. Their are engines, the key that unlock their Transformer energy. Incredible Power Masters. They only transform when their Nebulon becomes their engine. Decepticon Power Masters, Transform! the decepticons unlock their transformer energy power the power your life.
0: now the two jets we have here are dreadwind uh which is the white and blue jet he came with the power master throttle and darkwing who came uh with the power master high test bow and he was dark and gray uh darkwing was dark gray and purple together they formed what is probably the first vehicle combiner in transformers And that would be a dread wing uh, combination. The two names uh, where they are two jet modes combined. Now, um, these toys themselves are somewhat limited by this gimmick. Uh, They're they're fairly, uh, (laughs) they don't have a lot of articulation. Uh, So it makes them a little bit less interesting than their Autobot counterparts uh, in the cars. They're also heavily knocked off in the late 90s. Uh, There are a lot of knockoffs of either one of these two guys. Uh, Darkwing does suffer a bit from what I call BPS, Blue Plastic Syndrome. A lot of these uh, late 80s Transformers feature a uh, blue plastic that has not aged well. Now, it's not nearly as brittle as gold plastic and gold plastic syndrome. But as time goes on, I've noticed that my figures with blue plastic are increasingly worrisome to move or transform. So uh, buyer beware <laughs> when it comes to late 80s Transformers, particularly Decepticons, a lot of which have this blue plastic. Now, these two characters, Dreadwind and Darkwing, had a lot of characterization in the Marvel US comic and in the Marvel UK comic. So they are fairly important characters. For, despite having toys, they're kind of lackluster. Um, they're fairly wanted toys because of how uh, used the characters were in the by uh, Simon Furman and Bob Budiansky. Now, much like the Autobot side, in addition to the original uh, Headmasters coming back for another year, we got three more small Headmasters for the Decepticons.
1: New Transformers are here. Incredible new Headmasters. And the driver of the vehicle becomes the head of the robot. Headmaster Transformers. They've the power to surprise. When the head enters the robot's body, you get a readout out of its power. And our new Decepticon Headmasters will give us more brain power than ever. Transform you monsters and prepare to attack. Headmaster Transformers. They have the power to survive. So separately.
0: Now this features three new characters, same as the Autobots had three new characters. We had Fangry with Briscoe. Uh, not really sure what he turns into. There's a lot of conjecture on that. A bat, a wolf, a rat, a reptile uh kind of it's kind of all over the place but let's just say he's some kind of monster, some
1: kind of monster.
0: we have Hari bull It's h-o-r-r-i dash b-u-l-l uh with kreb he turns into you guessed it a bull uh and i find this one fun because there is a uh almost a a battle for this name uh, between Hasbro and Mattel. So Mattel around this time, maybe a couple years earlier, had a toy line called Muscle, uh, which were uh, Keshi figures that were wrestlers. And if you're not familiar, if you don't remember them, it stood for, Muscle was an acronym, stood for uh, many unusual, strange creatures lurking everywhere. And it was based off of the Kinikuman uh, anime uh, and manga in Japan. Now, (laughs) there are, evil leader in the american version of this was named terry bull T-E-R-R-I-B-U-L-L, as opposed to Hari bull who's the transformer and fun fact later on in the titans return line uh, hasbro used the name terry bull for a figure that was meant to be Hari bull um finally we have squeeze play another baseball reference in the uh transformers naming here uh, again with the uh Oh, two two of these have double uh double letters double letter sounds as we mentioned 1987 squeeze play comes with locos uh, and he turns into a crab monster again beware of these guys um, they do have a bit of bps especially horrible uh, squeeze play however is one I can't really speak to it's uh, one of the few figures from gene one I have never owned uh so if you've got thoughts on squeeze play hit me up in the comments on either on youtube on patreon or uh send me a message uh tell me your thoughts on that figure now just like the small headmasters we also got small target masters
1: new transformers are here now to nebulon transform into weapons the new target master need Twin Nebulons can also form a super weapon. Target Master Transformers, they got the power to surprise. But the Decepticons have new Target Masters, too. Target Master Transformers, they got the power to surprise. Each Target Master comes with two Transformable Nebulon figures.
0: like the autobots these came with two target master partners that can make for combining weapons we had needle nose with a sunbeam and zigzag and needle nose turned into a jet we had quake the tank with tip top and heater and we had spinister with hair splitter and singe and spinister was the helicopter now uh, talking about these three figures individually needle nose uh one thing you should note about this figure uh, is that his tail fin uh, is often missing uh, and it's If you don't know it's not there, you won't know it's missing. Uh, So always keep an eye out for that. Uh, Quake was one I had as a kid, and and this one has a great tank mode. He's a little bit of a brick in robot mode, Uh, but he also has a a turret gun uh, that attaches to the front of his tank uh, that has the same five millimeter port as the other gun. So it actually allows you a third weapon to introduce into the combination. And then finally spinister, another one where you need to be aware of blue plastic syndrome. All three of these figures, never released in Japan. So on that fun fact, we'll have more right after this. Hey, wanna help out this podcast or the website tfu.info? There's a number of ways you can do it. Let me tell you how. You can help us directly by joining our Patreon and enrolling as a student at Transformers University. There, you'll get early access to the podcast as well as exclusive behind the scenes peaks and perks for as little as $1 a month. Sign up is quick and easy. Just swing on by to www.patreon.com slash tfuinfo. Another way you can help us is by using our Amazon link, www.tfu.info slash Amazon. Type that into your browser whenever you want to shop at Amazon, and a portion of what you spend will be contributed back to us. It's that easy. Finally, you don't become the world's longest running transforming toy archive without some help from other fans. We're always on the hunt for photos of figures and accessories we're missing from our pages. If you'd like to contribute, go to tfu.info slash help for a list of what we need, or send an email to info at tfu.info. tfu.info, the Alpha Trion and Omega Prime of Transforming Toys. Now, back to the show. And that'll take us to some Decepticon Pretenders. After
1: a series of startling defeats at the hands of the Decepticons, the Autobots create a new breed of Transformers. They look human. They They look look human, but they're Pretenders. Pretender Transformers! Pretenders hide the Transformers inside. The Decepticons have their own Pretenders, strange and terrifying. Pretender Transformers! They've got the power to surprise! Battle of the Pretenders, new from Marvel Comics.
0: Now, as I mentioned earlier, the theme here with the pretenders, the Autobot ones, were humanoid-looking. The Decepticons ones were beasts and mythical creature-looking, um, and and this plays for the back and forth between the Autobots and Decepticons. Now. Early catalogs, as mentioned, just the same with the All About side. The first assortment is revealed in some of the early catalogs, and the second one, second assortment, is only shown in silhouette. And the silhouettes are actually drastically different than what the toys end up being. So uh, I would recommend checking out Botch the Crab's website. He has the uh, image scans of the early catalog and the later catalog, and just looking at those silhouettes and what they ended up being uh, is really, really neat. Now, the first assortment of Decepticons, you had Bomb Burst, the Vampire Bat, who also turned into a VTOL jet. You had Submarauder, the sea monster, uh, who turned into a submarine, and then Skullgrin, the skull monster, who turned into a tank. Now, Skullgrin's probably the most famous of these, as um, he had a spotlight issue during the Marvel US run, appeared on a cover, became an actor in the series. Uh, we'll talk about that eventually, uh, and, and was probably the most uh, characterized character from the early pretenders, uh first year pretenders. Now uh assortment two after they were revealed. And these are some of the nicer shells and really like dynamic looking uh pretender shells of the line. Uh, you had Bugly who was a bug monster and the inner robot turned into a hover jet. This one had great colors blacks and neon greens and yellows. Um really, really an underappreciated looking toy. You had Finback who turned it some sort of um fish monster. Well that shell was some sort of fish monster I should say. Um and the uh inner robot turned into some sort of hovercraft now the fish monster actually only has one uh, usable hand the other hand is like a a fin slash spike uh so it, it makes it a little different to equip him with with accessories but uh again another neat interesting looking figure he's orange and gray and then finally iguanas uh, who is uh, an iguana monster of some sort and he turns into a motorcycle now this one has a beautiful shell it's purple uh with bits of red and gold and uh, lots of fine detailing of the scales on the shell. Uh, Really, really one of the uh, forgotten gems of this line. Now, the inner robots overall across all six of these releases, uh, kind of bland. Uh, The shells, definitely the most interesting piece of this and probably the most interesting part of the entire first year of Pretender figures. Now, on top of the Pretender figures, you did have Pretender vehicles.
1: And there are Autobot and Decepticon vehicles too. They split to reveal a transformable robot, then reassemble as a fighting machine.
0: Now, this was another one teased in the catalog and not shown. In the first version of the catalog was shown later on. And on the Decepticon side, we had uh, Roadgrabber, who uh, was a robot with an armored car. He Turns into a battle station and the inner bot turns into a jet. Now, if you go by the catalogs from 1988, you won't know what he looks like because they show gun runners in a robot <laughs> with the uh, car. So, uh, I actually have to dig around my own site to know what that figure looks like. Uh, other interesting international notes on this it was sold as an exclusive at Woolworths in the UK, uh, along with uh, Gunrunner. And both of those figures never released in Japan as well. Finally, it takes us to the last entry. In the Pretender portion of this episode, and that is the Pretender Beasts.
1: New Transformers are here. Now in the world of Pretenders, there are Pretender Beasts strange and terrifying. Pretenders hide the Transformers inside. Introducing Pretender Beasts. inside a beast that transforms into a fighting robot.
0: Now again, two more characters that were never released in Japan. Uh, we have Carnivac, who is a wolf with a wolf shell, and Snarler, who is a boar with a... a outer shell of a boar. Both uh, the smaller bots are, are fairly simple. The exterior bots are highly detailed. Um, they look a little bit different from their catalog photos uh, in real life. Uh, there's there's some differences on gun placements and stuff on, on some of the pictures. Uh, and Carnivac, uh, I've been told, I haven't gotten this far in the Marvel UK book, uh, does have uh, a fairly important or uh, memorable story, I should say. Uh, I don't know it. I don't remember it because I haven't read it, but, uh, that's what I've been told by friends of mine who are fans of the UK book. And I'm looking forward to getting to that point when we cover it, uh, in this podcast. So that'll wrap the pretenders and we'll jump into some other concepts that don't necessarily fit anywhere else. Um, in 1988, we had the micro cassettes returning, which is strange overall in a year where we're now two years removed from Soundwave or blaster being available at retail. Uh, I had these as a kid. Uh, And the two unique micro cassettes from that year were uh, Squawk Talk and Beast Box. And they were sold as a pair. Squawk Talk was a uh, light blue bird. Beast Box was a purple gorilla. And they would combine into a a larger, yet still fairly tiny, uh, robot named Squawk Box. Uh, Again, it it, it does go to show uh, to how well. <laughs> and those Soundwave and Blaster figures sold over the years, especially Soundwave, which, uh, to be fair, was knocked off a whole bunch as well. Uh, that Hasbro felt that they could keep making a figure, a set of figures, and this, and then also re-releasing Overkill and Slugfest this year in the in 1988 line to a point that they would sell because those toys were still out there and would be good accessories for that toy. Now, much like the Autobots had the Trigger Bots, the Decepticons in 1988 had Triggercons.
1: New Transformers are here. Now Triggerbots are battling Triggercons. And when the Triggerbots battle the Triggercons, there's no doubt there'll be a real shootout. Transformers, they've got the power to
0: surprise. Once again, three fairly small toys with limited articulation. The gimmick is the... uh gear driven pop-out spring loaded uh weapons on these figures. You had crankcase the blue van, you had ruckus, the purplish uh Dune buggy, and you had windsweeper, the jet. Both uh crankcase and ruckus, again, buyer beware on those, some some BPS on those figures. To balance out the Sparkabots on the Autobot side, you had the Firecons on the Decepticon side.
1: The spark and when they're fighting, man, you see sparks go by as the firecons battle the spark of each sold separately. Transformers, they become the power.
0: So the firecons all consist of uh, three little uh, I guess you would call them bird monsters to some extent. Um, they have a flint inside of them as well as a mechanical wheel the flint rubs against the mechanical wheels and emits sparks out of the figure's mouth Uh, i don't think these would pass safety violations in modern times um, or safety regulations i should say in modern times but uh, this was (laughs) these were the toys that were available back in the 80s Uh, and you have cindersaur the uh, purple and yellow one spark stalker the purple and white one and flame feather the blue and white one now the both ones with white spark stalker and flame feather tend to fade a bit. Uh, A lot of them overall, all three of them tend to have rusty screws and flame feather uh, does suffer from a bit of BPS. And that brings us to something else that is blue. uh, That is part of this 1988 line, something very unique to the line unique sort of to transformers. And that it combines a whole bunch of different gimmicks from over the years. Uh, It is also blue and had its own commercial
1: new transformers are here now from the bottom of the sea come the monsters of the deep that target master seacon target master transformers they've got the power to surprise and when they join with their leader to form piranacon anyone can become the gun target master transformers.
0: so that's right the seacons not see cons or see cons right just see cons um i guess they could be set a set cons but (laughs) uh if you want to try to get that a onto the c but uh the c cons uh are the final scramble city style combiner uh in the original gene one u.s run Uh, and they consist of six figures instead of five figures they consist of Nautilator, who is a lobster crab uh Depending on who you ask, uh, we'll get into that. You have uh, Overbite the shark, Sea Wing the manta ray, Scalor the coelacanth, which is a uh, large, plump, lobe-finned fish, according to Wikipedia, that can grow to more than 2 meters or 6.6 feet and weigh around about 90 kilograms or 200 pounds. They are estimated to live up to 100 years and reach maturity around the age of 55. Uh, it's also once thought to have been extinct, only to be rediscovered in the early 1930s. Additionally, we have Snaptrap, the turtle, and Snap Trap is the main body, and Tentakill uh, is the squid. Uh, they all f- combine to form Piranicon. Now, uh, as in, as is the case with Scramble City-style combiners, uh, each limb piece, that so basically everyone that isn't Snap Trap, can form an arm or a leg. Uh, and then what do you do with the extra? Well, all of the limb pieces have gun modes. So one of them becomes the target master partner. So they've incorporated the target master gimmick into this combiner. The odd one out in this group usually is Nautilator, uh, who was not included in the gift set version of this figure. And depending on which piece of artwork you look at and which instruction you look at, defines where they go as arms or legs or target master partner. Now Nautilator might be the most famous one from this sub Thanks to a cameo appearance in the film, The Disaster Artist.
1: Don't look at Robot Crab. He's shy. That's
0: right. Don't look at the Robot Crab. But do listen to this podcast. So, what do we got coming up next? Find out after this. Thanks for listening to the show. Stick around to hear what's coming up next episode. But first, I want to fill you in on a few ways you can stay in touch with the show. Want to be on the show? Leave us a voicemail at 702-763-4838. That's 702-POD-4TFU. Or send an email to info at tfu.info. Be sure to catch us on Twitter at tfu underscore info and on Facebook and Instagram under the username tfu_info, info. All one word. Also, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tfu info, where we post All of our podcasts, plus special video segments, reviews, and live coverage of Transformers-related events such as New York Toy Fair and New York Comic Con. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please visit us at www.tfu.info, the world's longest-running Transforming Toy Archive. Coming up next time on the show, we will head back to the Marvel U.S. run of Marvel U.S. Comics And talk a handful of issues and, of course, talk about the late, great Jose Delbo. All that in episode 141 of Transformers University. Until then, please, as I mentioned earlier, please come be part of the Patreon. Patreon.com slash T-F-U-Info. That's Patreon.com slash T-F-U-I-N-F-O. And if you can't join us there, please join me on social media. I'm on Blue Sky. I'm on Threads. I'm on Twitter. uh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. For the most part, all of those is TFU info, all one word. Twitter, it's TFU underscore info. Uh, I still tend to hang out there a lot, though. I'm trying to uh, make the migration over to uh, Blue Sky a little bit more um, regular. Uh, but until then, please reach out to me. And tell me what you like about the show. Comment here, either on YouTube, on Patreon, uh, wherever you see this show. Please uh, write us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Google podcasts or whatever their podcasting platform is now on spotify where you can listen to the show as well till next time i am your host anthony brucalli owner operator madman behind tfu.info see ya